0: Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. Hello, hello, happy Monday, my fellow turds. Yes, turds, that's the acronym for the Unconventional RD, T-U-R-D. I'm rolling with it. I was mortified when I realized initially that that was the acronym for my brand, but here we are. So um, yes, happy Monday turds. So today I want to start out this episode by asking you a question. Are you familiar with the term passive income? And hint, if you're an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, this could be a game changer for you. So I define passive income as income that doesn't require directly trading your time for money. In other words, scalable income. So offerings or products that can make you limitless amounts of money for the same amount of work. Examples include affiliate income, ad revenue, sponsored content, digital goods, online courses, and membership sites. In all of these scenarios, you put in the same amount of work whether you have one visitor or customer or a thousand. It's easy to see how these income streams can quickly scale to something amazing. It's an asset that can grow and support you while you're out there living the life you always envisioned for yourself. A life of freedom, flexibility, location and schedule independence, and wealth. Of course none of these things happen overnight, but the sooner you understand how they work and you start taking action, the sooner you can get there. It took me five years to build a steady income online that was 100% passive, meaning no trading my time for money, no one on one client work, no freelancing or any of that. All money or income streams where, you know, again, I put in the work and the amount of return I get is sort of limitless. In case you're looking for specifics, over the last 12 months specifically, I've earned $160,308 in passive income primarily through a combination of my online courses a membership site and affiliate income and of course i'm thrilled that i finally figured out this whole online business thing i mean mastering these monetization strategies has allowed me to work from home have complete autonomy over my schedule which is honestly priceless impact more people because i'm not limited to the number of hours i have to work with someone one-on-one and actually enjoy the work I'm doing day to day. I found work that both serves people and makes me feel good. And I'm making good money. So like, it's the ultimate trifecta. And honestly, it doesn't need to take four or five years to get there. If I had more guidance and clarity about where I was going with my online business and actual strategies and tips on how to get there, I think I could have accomplished it in two years. But, you know, live and learn, right? (laughs) But now since I feel like I'm a dietitian who gets it, like I've been there, I've been through all the trials and tribulations of what works and what does not work in the online business space, I want to pass on my favorite tips and strategies to you so you can get there faster than I did. Because the more dietitians and wellness professionals that are out there spreading their messages successfully on the internet and making a great living doing it, the better. So I have put together a course called Make Money Blogging, That is open for enrollment right now i ran this course last year may 2019 and that was my first time putting it on and i did a live round where you know every week the content came out i had office hours where people could hop on a zoom call together and ask me questions and it's been a year and it's time again to run the course and do another live round So the content's been updated for 2020. So everything in there is current and actionable for right now. And I'm doing it again where I'm dripping it out week by week over six weeks. One top one monetization stream we discuss per week. And office hours every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific for those six weeks. It's all kicking off on Wednesday, May 20th. And you can enroll now. You can actually enroll all the way through the 25th, like right before we do our first office hours call at the current price. I'm keeping it at last year's price. So I haven't increased the price even though I've gotten better at doing this and I've improved the content for 2020. Um, you can still get it for the same price as last year, which is also comes along with 23 continuing education units, which is amazing. Um, yeah, so check it out. You can go to the RDBB for businessbootcamp.com and just click on the make money blogging course and you can get all the details about the live round that's kicking off on wednesday again you have until the 25th to lock in the current low pricing it's going to go up by 200 on the 25th so check it out i hope to see you guys there my goal with the course is to help you go from you know a floundering online business person with no real strategy to learning how to run an online business that will actually support you financially. So everything is super interactive and actionable. The content is watch at your own pace videos. So I've already recorded them. They're ready to go. They come out every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, but you can watch them on your own time. They'll stay up for the rest of the like a whole year until I update the content again in May 2021. And then you have those live office hours and a private Facebook group where you can ask me questions at any time, which is a super active but still intimate space. I think there's like 280 something people in there right now. So small, but enough people where like everyone's jumping in and giving advice and helping each other and cheering each other on. So, yeah, this is uh, the course we're going over six different topics. We talk about. Uh, ad revenue, affiliate income, sponsored content, digital goods, online courses, and membership sites. And I have personal experience in all of these. So excited to help you guys learn how to get out there and get better at making income online. However, I do want to make mention If this sounds exciting to you, but you don't yet have a website, you're probably not ready to take this course. Of course, you can sign up for it now because it's on sale, kind of, like the price is going up on the 25th. You can totally sign up now and like go through it and just learn the stuff, but you won't really be able to implement any of this stuff if you don't have a website. So if that's you, I definitely recommend checking out my free start a website tutorial. You can also find that right on the main heading header area the unconventionalrd.com you can sign up for that it's totally free and that will at least get you up and running with a functioning website and then if you don't yet really have an audience online and you're looking for a way to build one then i recommend starting with my seo made simple course before you do the make money blogging course because that will teach you how to create content that actually gets found on the internet and drives traffic so that means people will type stuff into google your blog post will be what shows up in the Google search results, and then people will click to your website, and that's how you can make money from ads and affiliate links and things like that. But without the traffic, it's just you're not going to get a lot of income just because purely from a numbers standpoint, you don't have enough people coming to your content and engaging with it. So that's what I recommend. <laughs> but either way, just head to the unconventional RD or the unconventional RDBB if you want to go directly to the courses page. Um, yeah. And today, actually, for this podcast episode, my goal is to kind of give you a behind-the-scenes look at how I use affiliate marketing in my business. So I'm going to go over the three affiliate income streams that are working the best for me right now and also share which things that I've tried that haven't really worked. And I thought this would be really timely since the first lesson that's coming out on Wednesday, May 20th is going to be a lesson on affiliate marketing. So this is kind of a preview-esque of the type of stuff that we'll be talking about in my Make Money Blogging course in the first week. So if you listen to this episode and the stuff that we're talking about sounds exciting and like something you'd be interested in learning how to do, then again, I invite you to check out the course. So let's dive in. So I have been tracking my blogging income since mid-2016 nothing fancy i just have a spreadsheet an excel spreadsheet super old school but what i do is every month i go through and see what money i made and through what avenues and i track everything so here i have it in front of me right now if i scroll up to my very first month that i started tracking my blog income it was august of 2016 i believe this is like right after I rebranded my website. So I used to have a blog name and after I finished my um, graduate school program, I didn't really feel like I identified with that blog name. I used it was called Eat Healthy Feel Good. But you know, after I learned more about intuitive eating and health at every size and all that stuff, I was like, eh, I don't really identify with this blog name anymore. Like I don't want to be like out there telling people to quote unquote eat healthy. That just didn't feel like the vibe I wanted to put out. I was very business naive. I didn't understand how online business worked or really understand how blogging worked even though I had been blogging at that point for like almost five years um, just off and on as a hobby like during grad school and stuff um, and my first year as an RD. But anyway, I ended up just like shutting down my old website completely and starting fresh under ericjolson.com. My intention was to start a food blog. And I was just like, eh, I'll just start over. It wasn't that hard the first time, not realizing that I didn't need to do that. And I could have just rebranded and redirected all of my old URL to a new domain. Um, But I didn't know about that. And so I did everything wrong. I closed down my first website, never looked back. I just basically deleted everything off the Internet. I lost all of my backlinks. And I actually had some really good ones simply because I was in the food blogging world like early on when there was way less competition. So I had backlinks from like Huffington Post and stuff like that that were actually really powerful. And I just didn't I didn't realize any of this stuff. I didn't know anything about SEO, so I deleted it (laughs) and I started over. So August 2016 was around that time. And my first month, the only way that I was monetizing that website was through Google Ads. And of course, since I had just started over, I had like basically zero traffic i probably had i don't even know maybe five recipes up by the end of that first month and so i made 38 cents from my blog that month that's august of 2016 and that was from ads flash flash forward to let's see me scroll down on my spreadsheet here um i'll just give you an example because last month was just a regular month where I wasn't really actively promoting anything. I made six thousand five hundred and sixteen dollars in completely passive income from my websites. And that was from a combination of I still had Google ads on one site, but it only brings in like, I don't know, twelve bucks a month. And I have a membership site. I have my courses and I have a whole bunch of um, of affiliate links and things that I promote through my websites that earns the rest of the money. So that's like what that was actually my lowest earning month of the year so far. But that's kind of what it looked like for April 2020. In January 2020, when I was in the middle of a course launch, I had my best uh, month ever, which was a forty six thousand dollar month, which is absolutely insane. But I just want to throw that out there so you guys know like what numbers are actually possible when you're doing online business at a high level. But of course, I also want you to remember that that's four years almost um in between that month when I made thirty eight cents and that month where I made forty six thousand dollars. So there you go. <laughs> um, but today's episode, I really wanted to hone in on affiliate income. And I've talked about this before in actually episode one of this podcast. I talked about three ways to make money online and affiliate marketing was one of them. And basically affiliate marketing is when you promote someone else's product to your audience and you earn a commission on any sales made through your special links. So if you want more details on like how to become an affiliate and like how it all works, check out episode one. I don't wanna repeat myself too much, but long story short, you sign up to become an affiliate for products that you like, either directly through the company or through networks. And then you get a special link to promote that product that has like a tracking code on it. So if someone in your audience clicks that link, the company will be able to know that you are the one that sent that customer to them. And if they end up making a purchase within whatever window of time they give you credit, then you will earn a commission on that sale. So for example, Amazon has an affiliate program but they only give you a 24-hour cookie tracking period. So you only get credit or commission on purchases made within 24 hours of someone clicking one of your Amazon affiliate links. In contrast, a uh, keyword research tool that I use called SEMrush or SEMrush, which is like my all-time favorite tool, um, they give you lifetime credit. So that's rare. That doesn't happen super often, but anyone who's ever clicked on my SEMrush affiliate links, if that, if I was the first affiliate they'd ever clicked on through SEMrush, then I will get credit if they ever sign up for SEMrush. So if it's like five years from now, I'll still get credit if the cookie, the tracking cookie is still there um, on their computer. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but in contrast, that means that if someone's watching my content and even though my content has really helped them, if they click on my SEMrush affiliate link but they've already clicked on someone else's maybe months or years prior, that person's going to get the credit. Um, But in some ways that's fair because it's the first, the very first person who ever introduced any given person to the brand is the one who's going to get the credit. Personally, I run a lot of affiliate programs for my online stuff like my courses and my membership site. And I give people a 90-day credit window. So um, basically that means if someone clicks on a person's affiliate link, they have up to 90 days to make a purchase and have that person get credit for it. I give 50% commission. So anyone who buys one of my courses through someone's affiliate link, that affiliate gets 50% of the sale. Um, And I feel like that's a really good length of time and a fair length of time because I relaunch my courses every four months. Um, so that gives people a fresh opportunity to promote every time I come out with a new course. So if someone promoted my January course, their tracking cookie for their affiliate links aren't still going to be working in May um, when I promote the next one. They have a fresh opportunity, everyone's kind of reset <laughs> to promote the courses. Um, so that's how it works for me and my, uh, my affiliate programs. But that's what affiliate income is. So. For people who run online businesses, it's a great opportunity to promote even when you don't have a product yet of your own. And I wanted today to talk about kind of my most successful ventures in the realm of affiliate income. So number one, joint ventures. That's something I wanna talk about. That has worked really, really well for me. And I don't think a lot of dietitians do it, So I kind of wanted to highlight what that is and how it can be beneficial for both you and the person you're partnering with. The second way is just by recommending tools that I use either on social media or on my website. I'll talk about that. That's definitely my second most successful way. And then the third way is by using Amazon Associate Links. Amazon Associates is the name of the Amazon Affiliate Program. I use Amazon associate links on some of my blog posts. So that's the third most successful way. So I'm going to go through all three of those in more depth and share with you, you know, how much money I've made from each of those, why I think they were successful, some mistakes that I've made that maybe weren't the right move and all that jazz. So number one, joint ventures or JV ventures. You might hear that term jv launches and things like that that's a joint venture launch and that means that you are working with another person to help promote their product to your audience Um, and then maybe they'll return the favor and help promote your product to their audience if and when you have something to launch so my first experience with promoting someone else's product was um, all the way back in, I believe, 2017. Yeah, let me go back, I'm looking at my my income spreadsheet again. Um, yeah, it was April 2017. That was when, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Heather Neal. She's a dietitian, and she runs dietitianhq.com. But she runs every year, or actually twice every year, She puts on a virtual event called the RD Entrepreneur Symposium. And what she does is she has maybe like 20 or so successful dietitians record kind of like hour long, helpful tutorials or talks on different topics. And then she compiles them all onto this online event. And there's like X number of speakers that present each day and people sign up. It's a paid event. So you sign up and you have access to these 20 or so talks and you get like 20 or so continuing education units for that event. Um, So I'm so grateful that Heather actually invited me to speak at the very first one all the way back in April 2017. And at the time I was running a virtual private practice. I I think me and Heather had connected because we, we had met in like some online Facebook groups. Um, so she invited me to see if I'd maybe be interested in giving a talk. She had seen that, you know, I'd had some more recent success with getting clients um, after I had kind of transitioned to packages and honed my niche. So she invited me to speak about taking action to find your niche because she also knew that I had struggled to find that niche. So um, that's what I put together, a talk about finding your niche and not just theoretically finding your niche, but taking action <laughs> to find your niche. Um, and it was like I don't know about an hour and so I put that together in advance and as I'm sitting there I'm like okay I'm gonna give this talk at this event but then what like where like what because I wasn't getting paid (laughs) to do this it was more like a um, get in front of a new audience type of situation and then I had the opportunity to promote the event, the paid event as an affiliate and make affiliate commissions but I thought that I might be missing an opportunity if I didn't have anywhere to send these people to like find me after they watched my talk. So that was actually the impetus for creating the Unconventional RD website because I was like oh I'm talking about like my, my experiences with entrepreneurship like I kind of like this I want to make a website where I kind of document what I'm doing and what's working and not working. So that's how the Unconventional RD blog was born and all of my income reports that I've been publishing. And then I also created the Unconventional RD Facebook community off the back of that as well. And then at the end of my talk I was like, "Hey, if you want to continue to connect with me and have a space to talk about entrepreneurship or whatever, like come check out my my Facebook community and my blog." And that was a huge huge like jumping off point for the Unconventional RD community and brand. Um, So thank you, Heather, because if I hadn't given that talk, I don't know if I ever would have started this entire company. So yeah, pretty crazy. Um, So anyway, that was my plan. I just thought it was a funny backstory how that's how I basically started this entire business. Um, But I, I didn't know how to promote anything as an affiliate. So I had my affiliate link for that very first RD Entrepreneur Symposium. I didn't have an email list of dietitians that I thought would be interested or anything like that. Um so and I was also like really really nervous about feeling spammy or something like that. So I was basically scared to announce that I was speaking at an event and try to spread the word through my affiliate link i had no idea what i was doing so i did like the bare minimum i had to do something so um i pushed myself i remember at the time i was still tutoring so i sent out an email um to i think my food blogging list because i knew that some of my rd friends followed me on my food blog and were like on my email list there so i thought hey maybe there's like. 10, 20 people who would see this email and like be into it even though like 90% of my list who was there for recipes like wouldn't care at all. But that was my only channel that I had at the time to communicate with people. So I sent out one email literally on the last day, the last day to sign up um, with no context. Let me see. I think I pulled this up. Um, I pulled up my, my old email to see like how horrible it was. Let's see if I can find it. Um, all right, I think I found it. Let me go back and look at the date. It was I sent it on the very last day. So I never even introduced the fact that I was speaking at the symposium. I waited till the very last day that people could sign up. And then it was like a Hail Mary, like, hey, I'll just send out this email and maybe some people will buy. So I had, let's see, I had, oh shoot, this is my actual, I forgot, this is the second time I did it because this is my real, this is the unconventional RD group. So clearly I didn't learn my lesson. The second time I spoke at the event, I also waited till the last day and only sent out one email. So anyway, I don't even have the initial one because I only sent it to my old email list, which I don't even have anymore. Um, but I guarantee you, it was something like I think maybe I had 300 people on that email list to my food blog at the time, and again, like I said, maybe 20 people would have been interested in in that in learning about RD entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, but I sent out that one email, and then I posted about it in another Facebook group that I was in where I was allowed to share, and. I remember I went into one of my tutoring appointments and I was like, oh, you know, no one's going to buy, but, you know, whatever. Might as well try. And I was getting paid like $100 $100 an hour, $125 an hour maybe to do um, a tutoring appointment. And I came out and I had made $834 and 75 cents from that email and and the Facebook group post. And I was just like, what? Like what just happened like I just made like seven times as much as I'm making per hour from sending an email like while I was doing something else. Um, And that was really the light bulb moment for me for how powerful affiliate income really can be because it is very passive. You leverage the relationship that you have with your audience and the trust that you've built with them to make recommendations that people are interested in. Some percentage of those people will purchase and then you reap the benefits so that was insane i mean looking back like now if i made 834 dollars from a joint venture promotion um i treat them very differently now like now if i'm gonna do a joint venture i treat it almost as if it's my own product and i fully promote it and i send out like a whole series of emails and i'll explain how that went in a second like now looking back 834 dollars isn't that much but at the time that was more than i'd ever made in a month through an online business venture. So that was extremely exciting. So I remember (laughs) what that felt like. And I bet a lot of you guys listening You also might be like, whoa, if I can make eight hundred thirty four dollars from sending one email, that that would be like a huge chunk out of my credit card bill or, you know, that would be money I could put away for my kids college tuition or whatever. It really does make a difference. So that was the hook that's what got me into it and then i continued to speak at the rd entrepreneur symposium four more times i think i spoke at it for a total of five times she did it twice a year Um, so the next one would have been in the fall of 2017 Um, and by that time like i said i had the facebook group and i had an email list of like a hundred people let me see how many people were in my Facebook group. See, I track everything. So in this same document that has all of the information about my monetization streams, I also have all the historical records actually going back to um, July 2015 from every business that I've started, how many followers I had on each platform, um, what my social media uh, like my page views, my social media followings, my email list, all of that. Um, So it's really helpful looking back to see, like, what worked and what didn't. So let's see, September 2017. How many people did I have in the Unconventional RD group? There's a lot of information on this spreadsheet. I had 1,088 people in the Facebook group. So And remember, I started the Facebook group um, when I gave the first talk in, I think it was April um, of... 2017. So in just a few months, I was able to grow it to like a thousand people, which felt good at the time. Um, So I had a thousand people in the Facebook group. I wasn't actively asking any of those people to join my email list, but somehow I still had an email list of a 100 people. And I, like I said earlier, only sent one email. Again, I was too scared to sell to my audience. So here, this is the email that I actually have. I sent out an email, there was one hundred twenty people who got it It had a forty seven percent open rate, which is actually pretty good and a ten percent click rate. So twelve people ended up clicking my link. And I'm sure I posted posted about it in the uh, Facebook group with a thousand people as well. But basically I said, hey, FYI, today's the last day to enroll through my affiliate link. And oh, one of the ways that I helped encourage people to sign up through my link was that I offered bonuses for anyone who signed up for the event through my link. And that was a strategy that I learned from participating in Marie Forleo's B-School launches. She has a whole bunch of people who promote her products and they offer bonuses like, hey, if you sign up through my link, I'll give you free access to my course too, or I'll give you access to like a private support group or a coaching group or a retreat that I'm putting on, like whatever. Um, her product is like twenty five hundred bucks, so all of her affiliates, each sale, they were getting like one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. So they were able to easily offer really high value bonuses to and feel well compensated based on the money that they're getting from those affiliate sales. Um, but yeah, you you want to make sure that that's allowed in the um, in the affiliate agreement that you sign because it's not always allowed to offer incentives for someone to click and buy through your link, but Um, Yeah, so I I offered at that time six months free to my nutrition membership site. Um, And then at the time, I had also been putting together some nutrition related mini e-courses that were also available. And that's what I was offering. Um, And then I explained how the symposium worked, the dates, blah, 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 the topics that were going to be covered and the fact that you could get continuing education units. And through that email... Again, one email and one post in my Facebook group. Uh, This time I made $1,866, which also felt amazing. (laughs) And so altogether in 2017, that means I had made, let's see, about $2,600 in affiliate income just from promoting that event that I spoke at twice. So what? It took me an hour each time to record those talks maybe a day to put the talks together. I think, in my opinion, that was definitely worth the twenty six hundred dollars. And I mean, again, I sent out like one email each time, so I was barely putting in any promotional work. Um, 2017, I mean, sorry, 2018, I got a little smarter. I started to feel a little more confident. I felt like, okay, like this is my thing. This is like the only thing I really ever promote to my list because at this time I didn't have a product of my own. All I was really doing was like hanging out in the Facebook group and like talking with people, sometimes posting my income reports. And then I didn't have like a course or a product or anything that I was offering. Um, so every time that I spoke at this event, I was excited about it. And it was like the best way for my audience to learn from me because I wasn't even giving them any other opportunity to learn from me. So um, the third time was spring 2018 and I remember this time I was like really stressed because I was behind on paying my taxes and I was short on how much I needed to pay for, at the deadline that April <laughs> so mid-April or whenever the deadline was I needed to come up somehow with seven thousand dollars to pay my taxes and I was really stressing about it um, so I we my boyfriend at the time, now husband, um, we were camping with my parents in Joshua Tree that week, and it was the same week that the promotions were starting for this for the Entrepreneur Symposium. And this time, I really like went out of my way to create really good marketing uh, materials. So I sent out this time a series of three emails I offered really good bonuses, like people could hop on a call with a group call with me to ask me questions about stuff, more discounts, bonuses, things like that. Um, and this time I shared personal stories in the email that that tied in, um, you know, what I was talking about at the symposium and what people would learn from me and my talk. Um, and so I sent those out and again, I wasn't even home. I literally like wrote one of them in the morning while i was drinking coffee like next to a joshua tree with my parents um and sent it out and we were we didn't even really have wi-fi we were like generating the wi-fi through our like a hotspot on our phone and so i closed the computer we went on a hike i came back and like all in all through that promotion i made seven thousand three hundred forty five dollars in what like a week that i promoted it and that was almost To the like t exactly what i needed to pay my taxes which was absolutely wild um and then i was hooked and then i was like all right i got this is like a real business now you know i should probably start taking this more seriously and on and on i won't bore you with the rest that was my best promotion ever that i did um for that event um the next year in the spring i also i think i did like six thousand something and then at that point this is now what uh, two full years after the first time I spoke at the symposium. By then I had decided, hey, the unconventional RD is something I love. I have this huge community. Let's see, in the spring 2019, how many people did I have? I had 5287 people in the Facebook group in April of 2019. So I was like, okay, what am I doing? Like, I'm spending all this time in this group and I'm helping people kind of one off when they ask questions, but like, am I really helping people? Can I help people in a better way? Um, Because at this point I'd had gained enough experience and done enough stuff in the online business space that I actually had value and and expertise to provide. So that's when I started coming out with my courses and that ended up taking up so much of my time that I kind of bowed out (laughs) of participating in the RD Entrepreneur Symposium after that, simply because I didn't have time anymore. Um, But ironically, I still made a few hundred, like a few hundred dollars in sales last year um, without even actively promoting it. I think um, I mentioned it once like in an email, like my weekly update email. I didn't really like hard sell it because it was kind of overlapping with one of my own promotions. And then the other time I didn't mention it at all, but someone had clicked on an affiliate link in one of my old income reports. And ended up buying it within the cookie tracking window, and I made a commission. So, why did this work? So, as you can see, over those three years, I made $20,606 um, over the six events, which is crazy. Um, and why did it work like what are my reflections on how why it was successful so number one i think it was most successful in the time period where it was the only thing i was promoting to my audience because i was gaining a following i was becoming a leader in my space but i wasn't selling anything so when people had the opportunity to purchase something from me and like support me and learn from me they did and that felt good so it was simultaneously Rewarding for me and validating, and I think a little bit of a confidence booster, but also simultaneously helping Heather's business, which was great as well. Um, I think it helped that what Heather was putting together was like an exact match for the things that my unconventional RD audience was interested in. We both talked about online entrepreneurship for dietitians, basically, Um, although not everything was online for that event. It's just entrepreneurship, I would say, for dietitians. Um, And I it was a good baby step into selling I don't know about you guys but like I find it easier a lot of times to promote someone else's stuff like it's somehow like hard to talk really vibrantly and excitedly about your own stuff I don't know there's like a weird block there when you're like self promoting but somehow when it's like something you're just participating in that someone else is hosting, it's so easy. It just like flows out of you and you're just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like, come sign up and, and check it out. Um, so I think that helped because I was able to write good copy about this other person's thing that maybe I wasn't able to write about my own things um, if I was trying to promote something that I had made. Um I have gotten better with that since then but i do remember that feeling like a block at the time i think the fact that i offered some bonuses to encourage signups probably helped uh people take that extra step because every time i did it i offered a different bonus but sometimes i was offering additional things that also came with continuing education units so people were getting like double the ceus you know for the price of signing up for this one event Um, And then I leveraged my email list. So as my email list was growing, I got better at sending marketing emails and usually about 70% of my sales came through email, not social media. So I think those are the reasons why it worked. And if you are listening to this and you're thinking about, oh, what are some ways that I could start doing a joint venture promotion? Um, I think it could be a good fit for you if you have an audience, even if you don't have an audience through your website. Like, I didn't really have uh, much traffic coming to my unconventional RD website, but I had built this community on Facebook and also a corresponding email list. And so those two channels were enough to successfully promote and make, as you can see, like $20,000 over a couple of years, just promoting a handful of times <laughs> through those channels. Um, it's a great way to serve your audience by promoting someone else's product that you believe in before you have your own. Again, if you offer some bonuses that can help people, more people sign up, which is a win for you and also a win for the person whose product you're promoting because they are making extra sales that they might not have made if you weren't helping promote for them. So that's why affiliate joint partnerships can really be a win-win for both parties. And things that you can offer as bonuses would be like maybe some extra content. Like if you have a course, you could throw it in as a bonus. Or maybe bonus accountability groups where you can say, hey, I'm going to have a pop-up Facebook group for the, the time that this person's event is happening and like we'll have accountability calls with me and blah, blah, blah to like help people take action. That's sometimes successful. Um, but yeah, joint ventures work the best when you're promoting someone's product that's like complementary to your own. Um, so for example, I haven't done this, but let's pretend that my friend Chrissy Carroll, who I had on the podcast last week, let's pretend she was going to do a live launch of her Pinsmart Pinterest course. Potentially, we could team up together and I could heavily promote her Pinsmart course with an affiliate link that I get, let's pretend, 50% commission on. I could say, hey, like, I really believe in your Pinterest course. I don't have a Pinterest course. I know my audience wants to learn Pinterest and they ask me about it all the time. So hey, if you're doing a live event on XYZ dates, no questions asked, I'm gonna promote that to my audience with my affiliate link because A, I wanna help her business and B, I wanna help my audience because that's genuinely something that would benefit them that they actually ask for that I don't offer. So it's a way to give them what they're asking for through a product of a well-respected peer that I trust. Um, And then vice versa, if and when I was ready to promote, say my SEO course, she doesn't have an SEO course, so maybe that's a perfect fit for her audience. Um, Maybe they know Pinterest, but they don't know SEO yet. So then she would then do the flip reverse of that and promote my product when it was launching to her audience. So we're kind of like trading off promotions and each giving ourselves affiliate commissions on the sales that we make of each other's products. But (laughs) joint ventures are not always right. So when are they not right? Um, Sometimes people may approach you to promote something they've created, but maybe it's too close to a product that you already have. Like if another person approached me to promote their SEO course or their email marketing course, That's not really going to work because I already meet that need for my audience with my own products. So it doesn't make sense to then send them off to someone else like, shouldn't I be confident in my own products enough to want to offer uh, my own stuff to my own audience? It works the best when it's something complimentary that doesn't overlap with what you already teach. And then the other thing, sometimes you really are interested in something else someone is doing. But their launch just happens to overlap with something you're already doing and the timing just doesn't work out. You have to think about like, when am I gonna be promoting my own stuff to my audience? And then you have to be okay with saying no, if someone, even if you love and respect them, if they're promoting at the exact same time, that's not gonna work. That's gonna be confusing to your audience if you're trying to sell them like two different things at the same time. And again, if you don't believe in someone's product or, or service and you've never experienced it firsthand, That would also be a situation where you probably wouldn't want to promote it as a joint venture if you're not a 1000% confident in the thing that you're recommending. Otherwise, it would really hurt your credibility if you vouched for something and it kind of sucked. Um, And then just be cognizant if you do a lot of partnerships and you're promoting a lot of people's stuff, just make sure that you're not using that as a way to kind of hide in your own business. I think I did that for a little too long. I got comfortable promoting other people's things and I didn't promote my own stuff at all or didn't even take the time to create something of my own. So pay attention to that as well. All right, that was the first income stream, joint ventures um, as an affiliate. The second most popular and successful way that I've earned affiliate income is by recommending tools that I use to my audience. Um, And some of these tools are things where someone signs up and pays monthly Like for example, ConvertKit, the email marketing platform. I have an affiliate link to promote ConvertKit to my audience and anyone who uses ConvertKit pays monthly for the service. And if someone signs up through my affiliate link, I earn a recurring commission on that. So I don't know, let's pretend I make, I don't know, 30% of the sale and let's pretend it's $30 a month um, for the person to use ConvertKit. That would mean for every person who signed up through my affiliate link, I would earn about 10 bucks a month. So if I get 10 people to sign up through my affiliate link for as long as they remain a paying member of ConvertKit, I'm getting $10 each. So that would be 100 bucks a month in passive recurring income just from initially recommending a tool to someone that would help them. So that's a really powerful way to grow your passive income. Um, It kind of like depends on what niche you're in. Obviously, like anything where you're recommending tools or things where people are signing up for subscriptions, there's that's just ripe with opportunity, but it may depend on your niche on whether or not that like fits well. But that is a thing, so I just wanted you to be aware that it's possible to make passive recurring income if you are recommending different services where people pay repeatedly. Um other things just give one-off uh, affiliate commissions. So, for example, I have my free how to start a website tutorial that I put out and in there, I mean, you need a hosting provider to have a website. It's just required. So obviously in the tutorial, I go over which ones are my favorites, which which ones I recommend. And every time I talk about the companies I recommend, I include an affiliate link. And for hosting companies, even though the person is usually paying annually or monthly, for the service, they usually only give like an initial payout. Um, so SiteGround pays out 50 bucks every time someone signs up. And then as you refer more and more people every month, um, it can go all the way up to like, I think, $100 per commission if you refer 11 or more people in one month, which is a lot to refer. I haven't hit that yet, but it's a goal. Um, so that's how that works. But then you never get paid again. So even if they renew their hosting or they're on it for 10 years you only ever get that commission once Um, so those are some examples and where i promote my my products that i recommend um, definitely in my facebook group so as you guys know i run the unconventional rd community on facebook people ask questions all the time like what host should i use what theme should i use on my website what's the best plugin for security Um, I don't know, a bajillion things. What email marketing platform do you guys use? And every single one of those, I have a response and I am an affiliate for all the things I recommend. So I can pop in and be like, hey, I recommend this because this and give my explanation and say, hey, here's my affiliate link to check it out. And then you, you should clarify what that means. So like if you purchase, I'll earn an income or I'll earn a commission, but no pressure. Um, and then you can make sales that way. Um, I also have a resources page on my website on the unconventionalrd.com. You could check it out there. There's a resources tab up in the main navigation. And that's just my space where basically everything that I recommend, like I just said, I have a bajillion things that people ask me about and that I give recommendations for. So I basically just like list those out. They're kind of categorized by like, Website related stuff, design related stuff, photography related stuff, etc. Whatever it is I'm talking about. And then I put all my recommendations. Not every single thing on that list I, I am an affiliate for. Some of it I just like recommend. They don't even have affiliate pro- programs or their free products to begin with. Um, but there are a decent amount of affiliate links link, uh, sprinkled in there. Um, I will say that, that that strategy does not work unless you actively drive people to that page almost no one will go to your website and then click the resources page and then go through and buy something <laughs> it usually works the best if you're um, actively sending people to that page so maybe you have um, a welcome sequence sent set up for your email list and like this I actually do this so this is where the example is coming from um, when people join my email list They get a series of welcome emails and one of them is like, hey, like if you're ever wondering what tools I use to run my online business, like check out my resources page. There's all these different recommendations, everything from graphic design to website hosting to, you know, setting up your theme on your website. I don't know, whatever I say. Um, And then I, I direct them to that page. And that does work. But if you don't point people to go there, they probably won't go there very often. So um, that's one of my, like that is a way that I make affiliate uh, commissions, but it's not like the main way. Definitely the Facebook group is more active because I'm providing a recommendation to someone who's asking, which is more powerful. I also put my affiliate links in all of my courses. Of course, I disclose that they are affiliate links no one has to click on any of them. But anytime I'm talking about a tool that people could sign up for, I'll put my affiliate link there, usually underneath the video wherever I'm talking about it. Um, I also recently created um, like a resources page within the course for everything I ever mentioned. That was a, a suggestion from a student so they didn't have to go hunt through all the videos to find the recommendations. So that's been helpful, too. Um, Again, I have a students only Facebook group for my core students. And if someone asks a question there, I can use an affiliate link. Um, If I'm giving a webinar and talking about a tool, I can mention an affiliate link there. I can send out the affiliate link via email with the replay, which is super powerful or even just in my income reports like I am super behind on these. But for a long time, I was posting my income reports and sharing how I earn money online and usually I'd be explaining like, oh, this week I sent out like this email campaign and this is how it did. And then I would share like, oh yeah, I use ConvertKit for my email marketing and then that would be an affiliate link, like that type of thing. Um, So those worked as well. And the reason this works is it grows really in direct proportion with my audience and then also getting better at honing my strategy. So as time went on, I got better at this type of income stream let me pull up my numbers I have it on my spreadsheet I was looking back to see how much I have earned over the years specifically from recommending products so all the way back in 2017 which was the first full year that I tracked I made $87.99 over the whole year promoting products and that was mostly through my food blog on ericajolson.com, I think I made a couple sales for like a photography ebook and then memberships for Food Blogger Pro, which was a, a membership program that I was in to help me grow my food blog. So basically $7 a month. That's where I started. Um, in 2018, that increased to $726.71 for the year. So an average of $60 a month. Flash forward to 2019, it jumped significantly. I basically quadrupled my affiliate income in large part to the fact that I launched a new blog, functionalnutritionanswers.com, that was able to get a lot of traffic in a short period of time. And then I monetized that with affiliate links, uh, Amazon affiliate links. And so that brought in in 2019. Um, oh, actually, sorry, I ha- this is totally separate from Amazon affiliate. I haven't talked about that yet. In 2019, I think the boost was mostly because I started talking more about tools. Um, I started promoting a keyword research tool, KeySearch, as a good beginner option, and I've had a lot of great success promoting that. Um, And I earned $2,863.40 that month, or that year, um, from affiliate income. So that was an average of $240 a month. And then now in 2020, Um, Just from the first four months of the year, I've already earned almost that amount. So I've earned $2,470, so an average of about $600 a month now from affiliate income. Um, And the boost there was largely due to that uh, free start a website tutorial that I put together, um, which is monetized indirectly by recommending, like I said, hosting providers to people. So that's been able to boost my affiliate income a lot through recommending um, siteground hosting or big scoots hosting so i hope that gives you some inspiration and some actionable numbers there um so really when i started doubling down on the things that worked that is what made the difference so like i said this is not from just throwing random links one off um, in my blog post it's not like oh and I just briefly mentioned something and I'm just happened to link to an affiliate link. Now I create my posts specifically targeted to attract people who are ready to buy. So for example the free start a website tutorial is made for people who are ready to start a website. I mean they're signing up because they want to get going and they want to learn the steps. So I if you show up and you teach someone how to do something It doesn't have to be a free course, it could just be a blog post. You can just show someone how to do something with a tool or a product, basically create a tutorial and include your affiliate links in there and a decent percentage of people who go through that piece of content will click on your link and buy. Um, So for example, I have that free how to start a website tutorial that's structured like a course that includes my affiliate links, but I also have some content that I send out via email um, in one of my sales funnels where I talk about how to do keyword research and I show screenshots of how to use a certain tool and then I link to that tool. Um, So that earns me income as well. But just to give you some numbers, there's 474 people who have signed up in the last month for that free start a website tutorial. I just started it, um, you know, in April and it's May right now uh 17 people in total have purchased hosting through my affiliate links which is a 3.5 percent conversion overall from the total people who signed up which is great um anything above like 3 percent um conversion rate online is great and of the people who actually clicked on the affiliate links it's a 45 percent conversion which is amazing so it's been about a month since i put out that tutorial and I've already earned just over $1,200 in affiliate income. So it's definitely been worth my time. Um, I'm hoping that in addition to the affiliate income that I get from that tutorial, A, of course I help people set up websites, but B, I'm also giving people an opportunity to work with me basically in a free capacity, but it's set up much like my paid courses so people can see, oh, I like her teaching style. Oh, I connect with this. Oh, this really helped me. And that helps them increase their confidence that my paid courses would be great as well and then C, it's priming them to buy those courses because they're not gonna buy a course that teaches them how to blog or monetize their blog or grow their email list if they don't have a website so it's just a win-win-win-win all the way around Um, my next strategies that I'm gonna start implementing are creating blog posts that actually strategically review and compare tools so Rather than just, again, throwing random affiliate links in your blog content, create the blog content with an affiliate link in mind. So, for example, you can do keyword research to figure out what people are looking up related to different uh, tools or products that you use or recommend. But one easy example for me is MailChimp versus ConvertKit. Those are two email service providers that I teach about. I've done extensive comparing and contrasting of their benefits uh, because I put together a whole course last year that goes through how to use each of them. Um, So I'm like perfectly positioned to write a MailChimp versus ConvertKit comparison blog post where I talk about the pros and cons and then ultimately recommend one over the other and include my affiliate link. So that's on the docket. You can do the keyword research. That is a pretty well-searched, uh, search phrase so people type that into Google and it's not that hard to rank for so you know stuff like that and you could do that like this is not just something that relates to the tech world like um, there's another dietitian who after she gave birth okay I haven't looked this up but I'm telling the story off the top of my head but whatever that thing is called like abdominis recti or whatever where like your the muscles of your abdomen wall kind of separate when you're pregnant Um, She had that, and then she went through some sort of, like, program or exercise routine, I don't really remember what it was exactly that helped her recover from that. And so she wrote a blog post on it and linked with an affiliate link to whatever that was that she used that helped her and she makes a lot of money and ranks super well for that search term. Turns out a lot of people are looking for that online and she makes a really good side income just sharing her own experiences and her own results and linking to the thing that helped her. So, you know, this is applicable to like any industry. Um, But that's the type of content that works, not just randomly sprinkling affiliate links or randomly posting on social media. And then the third and final way I wanted to talk about was specifically using Amazon associate links in my blog post because this is something that was not working very well for me in the past. Um, I use them in my food blog. Like I said, just randomly sprinkling the links like I'd be like, you, I used chicken broth and then I'd like link to my favorite chicken broth or something. But nobody clicks on those links and almost and very fewer or a lot fewer people buy after clicking, especially for food products. So that was not very successful in the past. In 2018, I only made $33.93 over the whole year from the Amazon affiliate links, which was an average of $2.80 a month. And to be quite honest, and I hear this a lot from the students in my course, That's 95% of the people in the Amazon Associates program. They sign up, they're excited, they make a handful of sales here and there, but they're earning like under $5 a month in affiliate income because they're not using a strategy. They're just randomly sprinkling these links around and hoping people click on them. And again, that's not the best way to go. So as I launched a new blog in 2019, uh, my Functional Nutrition Answers blog, which was like really in-depth nutrition articles, a lot of times, I would be writing about supplements, and I would link to those on Amazon, but only from the Amazon's peop- like the companies that sell their own product through Amazon, not third-party sellers, because there's there can be a lot of issues with like tampering of products or not legitimate products being sold on Amazon. So you only want to link to the ones that are sold by the actual supplement makers. Um, but yeah, so I started creating educational blog posts. Like, for example, I wrote a post on or I co-wrote a post with another dietitian on um, the best magnesium supplements for migraines. And of course, the person who's looking for that is ready to buy a magnesium supplement. They're like, oh, I heard that magnesium can help with my migraines, but I don't want to buy the wrong one. So we wrote a really long, comprehensive blog post talking about all the different forms of magnesium and then which form based on the research is most effective and what dose. And then we recommended products. And so that is the most immensely powerful way to get people to click on and then buy through your affiliate links. So we have, I think, six different blog posts on that blog um, where we kind of mention products that we've just described and talked about how to use. Um, And so from just six blog posts, um, in well, in 2019, I had I just had maybe one blog post and not a lot of traffic because the blog was new. In 2019, I earned $1,200, so an average of $100 a month. And now in 2020, I was all the way up to an average of $280 a month. Um, however, unfortunately, um, Google, uh, Amazon dropped their affiliate commissions in in April of 2020. So towards the end of April. 2020, they sent out an announcement that they're dropping their their commission rates. So the category that I usually promote, um, which was kitchen or health and personal care, those dropped from four point five percent commission to one percent. So I'm going to be going from making, you know, three hundred dollars a month to probably less than hundred, hopefully a hundred. I'm on track for hundred right now, but still, that sucks. Um, So that's something to consider. There's other ways to get around that, which I'll talk about um, in the Make Money blogging course. Other ways you could consider um, putting in affiliate links. However, I'm not gonna complain about $100 a month. Like that's amazing as well. Like any money is great for a blog post I wrote a year ago that's just like sitting there. That's bringing me $1,200 a year for not really doing much. Like I have put in the work in the past and it's still working for me. And again, that's with just six blog posts with affiliate links. So what if I wrote six more and then I can double my income, you know what I mean? Um, And it actually converts pretty well. So 17% of people who click on my Amazon associate links through those blog posts ends up buying something. And I'm making this amount of money at about 20,000 sessions per month. So about 20,000 people per month are coming to my website. Not all of them are going to these six blog posts. So even fewer going to those exact posts. Uh, but that's the level of traffic I'm at right now, and I'm making about, well, I was making about $300 a month. Now it's probably going down to $100. So that's a framework for you guys on what to expect. Um, but again, the way to optimize is to write a great explanatory blog post about what, about something that someone would be searching for when they're about to buy. Um And then in another context, like that's outside of nutrition, like articles, you could also use this for recipes if you're using a product that someone would probably have to buy online. Like that's not easily accessible in the store. Like, for example, I I saw a few blog posts um, of recipes using palmini noodles, which are like noodles made from hearts of palm that people with gluten intolerance really enjoy. Like that might not be available at everyone's grocery store, but you could make a recipe specifically create using these hearts of palm noodles and then link to it or link to it on Thrive Market or whatever with your affiliate link um, and make money that way. Or if you're using a specific tool like a pasta maker or something that you need for a recipe and then you link to it, that's a better way to <laughs> incorporate affiliate links into recipe posts. So the pros, Amazon Associates links are very easy to use, and you earn commission not on just the one thing that you link to, but anything that person buys within 24 hours of clicking. And people buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, especially right now. So you know you're still earning decent money. Um, For example, someone bought a $300 turntable through my affiliate link this month, and that alone got me $12 in affiliate commissions. So you never know what people are going to buy. It's worth a shot. Um, Again, sadly, they've dropped their commissions lately, so the income earning potential is significantly lower now. Um, So you might have to produce a higher volume of posts with affiliate links to make it worth it. Um, And they have a lot of rules that you should be aware of. So you can only promote affiliate links from Amazon. Amazon. Um, in publicly available spaces. So blog posts, public social media profiles, etc. You cannot share them in private spaces like emails, private Facebook groups, within courses, within ebooks, etc. And if you break the rules, they can come in and shut down your account and not give you your money that you're still owed. Um, Additionally, you have to make three sales um, through your affiliate link in the first 90 days of signing up. Otherwise, they're going to close your account. Um, You can always re-sign up later, but just something to be aware of. This is something we talk about in my Make Money Blogging course and it's really fun and exciting. Uh, most people make the sales that they need and we all post in the group and celebrate when everybody gets approved. Um, but yeah, so that's basically, the, those are the three ways. Joint venture, promotions, um, recommending tools, and then creating educational blog posts that Are designed to educate someone who's about to buy something. Um, Things that haven't worked too well, again, my resources page on my website that I never promoted, that didn't work great. Um, Similarly, throwing up an Amazon shop on my website and never promoting it, that didn't really work very well. Randomly linking to things in posts that don't fall in line with purchase intent and then randomly posting an affiliate link like on social media and hoping someone would click it, like none of those things work. There is strategy and um, intention behind when you use your affiliate links and when you share it. So, um, your action steps today: I want you to think about how affiliate marketing might fit into your business model. Do you blog? What types of posts could you could cre- could you create that could both help people and possibly include affiliate links, like? tutorials, comparisons, reviews, etc. For example, we just bought a new couch and I was looking online at couch, couch reviews before we committed. Um, and one of the couches we were looking at was from Crate and Barrel. And there's legit a lifestyle blogger who had an entire post with a super in-depth review of this couch and then included her Crate and Barrel affiliate link to buy it. And like, as a person interested in potentially buying this couch in quarantine right now and I can't go sit on it, that was so, so helpful. Like that helped increase my confidence that that would be the couch that I want to buy. And I clicked on her link like we didn't end up buying that one. But if I had bought that one through the, she would have gotten a commission. So it's really endless. Like you can get so creative on the stuff that you review or post about on your site. Um, Could you create a resources page with your favorite tools that you could start regularly sending to your audience when they join your community? Are you on social media? Are there opportunities to share your affiliate links when people ask you for recommendations on social? This works really well in Facebook groups, so think about that if you run a Facebook group. Um, Do you podcast or create YouTube videos? What kind of content could you create there that would fit well with affiliate links? Like instructional videos, like makeup tutorials on YouTube? do so well with affiliate links. Um, Podcasters most often will hook up with affiliate companies and ask for a code. So maybe they get a special discount and then they'll say it aloud on their podcast, like use code blah, blah, blah at this website to save 10%. And then that code is basically like their affiliate link code. Um, And so the the product company will know that that's who sent them and give them their affiliate commission at the end. So... There's so many ways that you can do this. Of course, there are also a lot of rules and regulations and best practices to be aware of, especially with Amazon. So if if you're worried about that stuff, definitely join the Make Money Blogging course and I'll walk you through all of it. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> that is how I personally have earned money through affiliate marketing over the last few years. Um, I walk you through how to get started and how to be successful in the Make Money Blogging course. So week one kicks off Wednesday, May 20th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, Again, the videos are kind of go through at your own pace, pre-recorded stuff. Um, The first topic is affiliate income. So that's what we're diving into on Wednesday. Uh, And you can get the course at last year's pricing um, through Monday, the 25th. Then it's going up by $200. So it's a great opportunity to earn 23 continuing education units and learn how to start and grow some passive income streams. You'll learn not only about affiliate income, but also how to make money from putting ads on your website, how to work with brands to have them pay you to write uh, content that uses their products. I'll teach you how to create digital goods, like eBooks that you can sell to your audience. We'll talk about online courses, which I have a lot of experience in, and then also membership sites, which again, I have a lot of experience in. Those are my top two earning income streams, even more than the affiliate income. Um, so this is again a live round of the course which only happens one time per year i only do live rounds of each of my courses once a year um, when i update the material annually so every monday there'll be live office hours calls that you can ask me questions they will be recorded to watch later if you can't make it live and you can submit questions in advance but that's a real great way to get accountability and feedback as you work through this stuff so once you're in the course, you're in, so you can continue to go through the material again and again every time I update it and do the live rounds every year, you're automatically included in all of those future versions of the course at no extra cost. So if that sounds good, head on over to the unconventionalrdbb.com, click the Make Money Blogging course, and sign on up. I'm really excited to see you there. And side note, before we sign off, if you don't really have an audience yet, Again, I would highly recommend taking the SEO Made Simple course because that will help you get more people to your site so these monetization strategies will actually work. It's very hard to use them at a high level if you don't have anyone reading your content or listening to you or taking your recommendations. So don't put the cart before the horse, please. And if you don't have a website yet, that's totally fine. I got you covered. Just go to the unconventionalrd.com and then click the free start a website tutorial at the top of the website. Whew, Okay, How long did I freaking talk? Oh, just over an hour. Not bad. All right. Well, I hope to see a lot of you guys on Wednesday when I kick off the live round of the course. Um, But other than that, I will see you next Monday for the next episode of this podcast.